Hello and welcome to the Hotel Marketing Show. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things hotel marketing. We're going to talk about things that are happening in the industry, insights, things that all hotel marketers or anybody that has an interest in hotel marketing wants to know about. My name is Victoria. And I'm Nadine. And we're the hosts of the Hotel Marketing Show. To kick off the podcast today, in this episode, we're going to be talking with Philip, co-founder and CSO of Online Birds, about how hoteliers can free themselves and run their hotels independently. Awesome. Hi, Philip. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is exciting. Before we dive into the topic, can you give us a little bit of a background to who you are, what you do, anything you want anyone to know? <laughs> Most certainly. <laughs> First of all, thank you very much, uh, the both of you, for having me. And who am I? My name is Philip. I'm 42 years old and, as the title says, one of the co-founders and uh, chief sales officer of Online Birds. And Online Birds is a company we started 10 years ago and we're supporting hotels by becoming more independently uh, towards Booking.com, etc., so other OTAs. And we're trying to support them to increase their, for example, engagement rate throughout social media. We're helping to increase the conversion rate of the website and as well creating websites and most of all we're trying to get the most out of data in order to get more money for those clients. Wow, that sounds great. Big mission, <laughs> but very important, always super important and even more important going forward, but we'll dive into that a little bit later. One question I have for you to just get things started is a lot of people have been picking up a lot of hobbies during the pandemic. So what is one thing that you started in 2021 and you want to keep doing in 2022? Okay, I have to be <laughs> frank because we talked about that early on yeah. when the <laughs> recording function wasn't activated yet. I started collecting better ones. I've always been keen on Wine, but I decided to create a little space uh, in my basement and implemented, uh, let's say, a storage for wine bottles. And I started collecting wine. Unfortunately, I'm drinking the wine quicker than I'm <laughs> building up a pile. But yeah, this is something I intend to continue in 2022. That's awesome. Did you ever watch a documentary? What is it called? Sour grapes or... I don't know, I don't know. About like all of these people who collect wines and have like these massive like cellars downstairs Ooh. of like all the great wines. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm uh, actually reading The Feinschmecker, which is a German mm. magazine about wine, culture, food, etc. And they recently had an issue where people are actually introducing The Feinschmecker journalists to their wine cellars. And it has been quite interesting, but uh, as I said, I'm, I'm starting. so with I think 40, but this is the, uh, the nice. stack I'm, I'm starting with now. Let's see how big it's gonna be. That's Next really time good. we talk to you, probably dug out a hole and have like a whole wine cellar now. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly we should do that. In 2023, we'll just ask you again. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be you'll be in the, they'll be coming to visit your wine cellar and do a tour of your wine cellar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And what's something that you're hoping to see in the hotel industry in 2022? Yeah, I would love to see that the hotel industry unites because this is something we realized throughout Corona uh, and it doesn't matter if you're a privately held hotel, if you're a chain hotel, especially when you take a closer look on the German hospitality industry. The hospitality industry wasn't working close to each other when it came to the whole crisis situation, etc. That's one thing I wish uh, for 2022 and 2023 that they are all focusing in one direction with one, let's say, central lead to address politics, etc. And the, the second thing I find very interesting is that hoteliers and hotel managers, as well as marketing managers, 
take a more closer look to digital marketing and the importance here because digital marketing is no mere marketing as it has used to be. It's completely measurable and it's, it's very important to gain customers of tomorrow. And this is something we realized as well since we initiated a report. We did an analysis of the performance of all German hotels in the market and it was quite, let's say, sad what we realized because nearly 15% of all hotels have a direct booking engine in Germany and the other ones don't have one. Wow. So that actually, and we analyzed 14,000 properties. So that actually opens opportunities. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know, I have, would have had no idea about those stats at all. Yeah. I have to be frank, we, we analyzed as well very small privately mm -hmm. held hotels. Yeah. So we just took a closer look at privately held hotels, but it was quite, quite, let's say, überraschend. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is what we always say that Nadine always just throws in random German words <laughs> whenever yeah. we're talking. Yeah, it's just so great. The tradition continues. Yeah, now I'm happy that I'm not the only one because it's a, a running joke because I just say a normal English sentence and all of a sudden just throw in a German word and just keep going. And then yeah. I lose some people who are like, what? But I just keep nodding and smiling. It's like, just ah, when you yeah. think quicker than you're able to speak. Yeah. And it's, it's not our mother tongue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I just thought it smile. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's a good point as well. Of course, especially in the Dach market, all the little individual properties, they're quite, I don't want to say it, not in a mean connotation, but behind time in how they run their day-to-day -day operations and how they also view the necessity of online presence and online marketing. Mm -hmm. So 15%, um, I also had no idea, but yeah. I think also like what you said as well about there being more unity in the industry in 2022. I imagine that if there's more unity, there's more idea sharing. I think that'll help with this flow on effect of like the progress in the digital space as well, right? Because if people are actually like united and talking and sharing, hey, this worked for me, this didn't work for me, then I think that you will see that. But I guess if it's been quite like fragmented and people have been just doing their own thing, then I can kind of imagine how people could end up not realizing like oh, having a strong direct channel is important because if they're just never talking to their peers who have found success with that yeah I think the like unity I think would be amazing for yeah. The, for the yeah. Industry. yeah we talked to a hotelier actually in Amsterdam who runs a hotel and he was also saying that one thing he wants to see is really community I mean we talk about community a lot but he said hoteliers need to stick together but up until this point everyone kind of has their own playbook but doesn't want to share it and it's just one thing that we, I think, it's a good point to see that we work together and grow together versus trying to like just grow individually. Mm. And there's so much knowledge if one would just collect it all. That's true. But I think, well, it's, it's always a good and a bad side to it because being competitive knows, you know, you engage, uh, you want to thrive, you want to be the big, bigger hotel, the, the higher grossing hotel, etc. But in the end, I'm, I'm completely with it. And I think one should gather all the information in one hub, let's say, for example, as you do with your podcast, you, you're intending to gather information for all hoteliers all across. And this is something we are striving for as well at Online Birds. Um, we don't want to be, as I mentioned before, the biggest agency or whatever in Europe or the highest crossing agency. We want to be the knowledge market leader in Europe when it comes to online marketing. And I suppose even if hotels don't want to work with us, I think it's very important to help them find their way. And this is actually where we came from. When we started, we wanted to help two and three star hotels. And I recall at, as, as it, if it was yesterday, I was, I was driving with my co-founder, Andre, all across the countryside. We were meeting up with two and three star hoteliers trying to explain them what we do. And they didn't understand. 
So they, they just said, well, we rather implement a booking engine from booking.com, for example, on their own website, pay commission on their own website because it's convenient. And this mm -hmm. is something one has to understand. Booking.com, you can't really compete with booking.com anymore when the client comes for the first time. But when the client comes for another time and it comes throughout booking.com, you as a hotel, you have missed the chance to generate a direct booking. And this is something hoteliers need to realize. They don't need to compete with booking on the first hand side, but they need to understand how their customers move, etc. And for example, one last sentence, I once was invited to the annual general managers conference from Kempinski to talk to. And I found it very interesting. It was here in Berlin in the Atlan Hotel. And uh, Rico van Zanten, who was the head, or, or, is, or is still the head of digital with Kempinski, mentioned that 60% of all the potential guests were trying to book a Kempinski hotel and came from the booking.com website towards Kempinski in order to take a closer look at the pictures on the website. Yeah. Yeah. And possibly you know it from yourself. Isn't that the billboard effect? Yeah, that, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite interesting. And Kempinski itself was focusing on, for example, what should we do to at least get 5% of those 60% who are already on our website to book on our website. Yeah. So it's a call to action. It's what you guys do at Hotelschamp as well. Initiate, for example, reduction, etc. So artificial reduction of contingents, prices, etc. So I suppose there is a huge chance in understanding how the whole business works. And if you understand, if you realize, then you can start changing things. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you do need to do everything as a hotel. Yeah. I think that's so good. Instead of being like, oh, it's, the problem's too big, it's too hard, we're not going to try anything, but actually breaking it down and being like, let's just focus on a small percentage or a small portion, I think that's great. It's really clever. And I would initiate a, a big bet with uh, the both of you if you want to, if you want to join <laughs> that bet when it comes to a good bottle of red wine, for example. But um, I'm in. If, okay, you're in. That's very, that was if, very quick. You don't even know what the bet is yet. <laughs> okay, of course. I'll get you a bottle anyway. But um, the thing is, if any German hotel, for example, initiates only a brand campaign throughout Google Ads, meaning protecting their brand by putting like 100 euros, 150 euros media budget in a brand ad, I suppose Booking.com would lose massively. Because what they do is they're not quite partner-like or how a partner should act. Because, for example, if you Google, let's say, Bayerischer Hof München, which is one of the highest grossing properties in Germany, mm -hmm. there is Booking.com initiating a brand ad using the brand in the ad. That's not quite partner-like, no. no. you know? And, and this is something I suppose, and I would bet on that, if any hotel initiates, or every hotel initiates a brand ad, Booking.com will lose massively. And this is something which is very cheap. It gives you a nice ROI. You can track down the ROI. And even we've tried that with two-star properties. We've tried it with five-star properties. The ROI is always two digits, meaning a 10 or higher. Yeah. And, and, and the Booking.com agency fee is decreasing massively you know, for our clients. And we even have some cases, and this is what we're trying to measure with a privately held hotels. We have one hotel in Augsburg, the Alte Postalterei. I'm mentioning the names because those of you who are listening to this podcast are more than welcome to call the managing director. He will, he will kill me afterwards <laughs> if a lot of people call him. But for example, he came to us and he had 70% bookings in his property. And we managed within the last three years together with him to decrease to 10% OTA. And he's not even paying money at all from this point onwards to any OTA anymore. Wow. 
one has to admit he's focusing on the dark market. If you're focusing on an international market, it's very difficult. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer. But but when you're focusing on a central market, and you could do that in the Netherlands. If you're focusing on the Dutch market, you could do that in Switzerland. It's possible. Yeah. What do you think? Is it why not every hotel is doing that? Is it really a lack of knowledge? Is it a lack of means? Not finding the right partner? Why is there such a big gap if we know the results can have such a positive impact? It's a very good question. I think it's a mixture of all of it, to be frank, because as I said, 10 years ago, we've been driving all across the countryside and they didn't even uh, understand what we were talking of. I'm not saying that hotel managers don't understand what we're talking of, but I think one has to realize that online marketing or everything digital, the things you do, other people do, is very strategic and it has to be decided top down. And if this understanding gets into the brains and the understanding of hotel managers, CEOs, etc., they can live this change throughout the whole company. And it's everything. There is a German saying that everything needs to be, I don't know the English thing, but you know that. The fishing from Kopf herab. Oh, yeah. it, it's very important that one needs to live from the executive level downwards because mostly marketing managers, sales managers understand the meaning of it, but then hoteliers are not willing to invest a lot of money in that because they think they're already paying a lot to booking.com, etc. It's a shift in mindset, I suppose. Yeah, and I think maybe some of these other hotels see booking as a partner that they like need but without realizing that there is maybe other partners who can help change that power balance a little bit, you know, like give them a bit more power back. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting also in the course of the pandemic, I think there were two sides of it because some hoteliers I spoke to were saying, oh, but this is then guaranteed bookings. We don't have to do anything. We're on booking.com. This is just our safe bet versus others saying, there is no real partnership idea now that we are not really able to provide what we were providing before. And I think that that's also a big aspect to see really education wise to say, how can we bring everyone on the same page to then act together? You also mentioned something really interesting about top down, because I think that, well, not I think, but what do you think? <laughs> Marketing managers in hotels, revenue managers, e-commerce managers, hotel directors, they all have kind of different points of focus, but one big goal, but everyone has something that they think is extremely important. For a hotel, how does a communication work internally then, do you think, to understand the importance of everyone collaborating towards this big goal? Well, this is something where I'm leaving my circle of competence, I suppose, and rather not, uh, as I have been working in the hospitality industry before, before mm -hmm. we uh, or I went into the online business. I realized, for example, a very good example is Claridge's. I used to work at Claridge's in London in 2002 and three, and they did not want to be the best hotel in London, but they wanted to be the first choice employer in London. So that was quite an interesting view. So they were paying a lot of attention on getting the right employees, getting um, enthusiastic employees, etc. So this is an approach everybody was living because the people who were hired in the end thought there's something special. So everyone was thriving to be the best because they thought they hired me to be part of being the best. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's always, and this is why I'm picking that example, it's always about mindset and it's always about the culture you're living in a company. But in the end, I suppose one has to make a big difference about own money and other people's money, especially because when we and we have 70% privately hotels and hotel groups as clients, 
and they are and this is something we talked about in advance as well they're very keen on meeting us in person they're very keen on talking about things because they love their property they love what they do whereas other people's money decisions are made more or less based on ROI etc so it's not that emotional it's still a way to go I'm not judging each way but this is something which is very important and uh, to answer your question from a personal point of view I think it's all about culture and it's all about how you engage people to let's say aim for a, a mutual target yeah Yeah, I think especially also mentioning privately owned hotels and what we were saying before as well, it's still that core of the hospitality, right? That you work together with partners who maybe have the same mindset or ideals or vision and not something completely off the charts. Yeah. Awesome. I know we've already started kind of talking about it a little bit, but one of the things that I used to know when we were talking about what we would talk about in this episode today was in this word, this kind of phrase stuck out to me was like true independence. Basically, I wanted to ask you, what does true independence for hoteliers like mean to you? True independence means for me in the section I'm working on in online marketing that hotels decide where the booking comes from in the end and actually can decide how high the rate should be, etc. Because when you take, for example, a look at Booking.com, Booking.com obliges you to, to make the best rate available and a certain amount of rooms for that particular rate as well. And I think this is not right because, you know, it's your product, it's your hotel and you should actually be responsible or be at least able to decide at what price you want to give away those rooms, etc. And freedom means in the end to, to, to make yourself free of third party let's say, or not to make yourself free because sometimes, or many people use booking.com as a search engine, for mm -hmm. example. So it sometimes does not make sense to, to completely eliminate booking.com. Makes sense maybe to give one or two rooms available in order to be visible there because it's another channel in the multi-channel approach when it comes to marketing. But in the end, it should be your decision. You shouldn't need to rely on booking.com, etc. Corona has been the biggest chance ever to get back a huge piece of cake from booking.com and again the hotel industry not everyone we've had the most successful three years uh, in our whole com company history because wow. many realized online marketing is very important so we are rather looking for people uh, who are who are uh, trying to support us on the online bird side but we have been uh, very successful because many realized that But a lot of the industry haven't realized that this was the biggest chance to get back another piece of the cake. And they haven't been thinking of how to engage with their guests uh, throughout social media, for example. Mm -hmm. Social media is an amazing channel to engage with your customers, especially throughout COVID, because social media generates new demand because you can proactively address people and say, I'd love to address people in the age between 20 and 40 who live around 300 miles of my A location and have an academic degree so possibly have more money in their pockets etc and you can say hey this is who we are this is what we do stick with us we'll give you some information etc relevant content it's another buzzword uh, towards freedom since we talked about that and in the end google itself will be another ota and this is something many hoteliers don't realize google is not a search engine optimal it's not altruistic they have the book on google function where sometimes you don't necessarily need to go to the web page at all of the particular hotel you just make the booking in the google environment that's crazy 
it's like an OTA and everybody's looking on, on HRS, Expedia, Booking.com. One needs to look at Google as well. Google Hotel Ads is an amazing tool, it's a growing tool, but it's another paid tool for Google. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool what you're saying where it's kind of like there are these massive players in Google and Booking and I don't want to say but like a necessary evil for the hotels almost where it's like you can't basically like what you're saying like you can't not be there but you need to know how to work with them so that you actually can have this independence and that when people are coming to your website you also are able then to like communicate with them or like you're saying like reach them via social media i think what you said about being able to be in control of your product and what you're offering as well i think is important because i think maybe people could interpret independence as like i do everything all by myself like i don't have any partners we literally just go out and we have our website and like that's it but I think finding that balance of being in control of what you're actually offering as well, I think is really cool. Keep your friends close, but yeah, I mean closer. Yeah. So, and, and understand the strategy itself and, and go with the flow because there are huge potentials, especially when it comes to Google. I think search engine optimization, SEO, is one of the best chances if you have a nice individual product which has a clear positioning, etc. This is one of the best chances to get relevant traffic to your website. This is what hoteliers sometimes don't realize. They initiate Google Ads and they think they even think today that their website visibility is going to increase just by initiating Google Ads. But initiating Google Ads doesn't does not affect the website at all. Meaning in the end, search engine optimization is one of the king disciplines, I think, of the online marketing in the future because you can clearly focus on long tail. This is what we call long tail in online marketing. For example, if you take a design hotel property and say, for example, four-star design hotel Vienna Museum Quarter, mm-hmm. this is very generic. And most hoteliers always tell me, well, but 95% of the customers are not looking that way. And I say, yes, that's true. But those 5% who are, they know what they want and they convert. So, and this is what we have been talking uh, earlier on about understanding your target group, understanding your product, and what the English say, taking pride. Meaning, love what you do. It's always about, I think, somehow love, yeah. SEO is one of those things where it is such like a long game as well. You don't just put some stuff on your website and then that day, (laughs) you know, you get traffic coming, but actually coming back to what you said at the start about understanding more how digital marketing plays into the strategies going forward. But then understanding, okay, well, if I make an effort or put an investment into some SEO now, we'll see the impact of this in six to 12 months and it'll keep going and going and going and we'll keep building on that, but not just expecting to put in an investment now and then get instant reward for that as well. True. It has been a mixture of both of it, to be frank, because as you said, the time, let's say the time scope is very big when it comes to SEO. It takes four to six months until you see the first impact. So that's true. This is why you have to initiate ads in order to be visible on the other day. And the good thing is you learn throughout ads quite easily and quite fast what keywords do sell and what keywords don't sell. And those keywords who are, who are selling, actually, you can implement them in your SEO strategy and start optimizing landing pages, content, etc. And especially creating relevant content. So, so for example, I've talked with uh, Michael, who is the CEO of Ruby Hotels, and, and they are, for example, releasing content when it comes to, let's say, the 10 fanciest restaurants in London. Awesome. 
but they're releasing it on the Ruby page. So they're not talking about Ruby hotels at all. They are creating relevant content. So those people who are looking for restaurants and if they're doing a good technical SEO, this is why we're talking with Ruby instead. But, but uh, if they're initiating a good uh, relevant content, Google loves the relevance of the content and actually grants Ruby higher rankings throughout. And then this leads towards more traffic and more revenue, etc. Yeah, it's so good. We did an episode about the marketing trends for 2022 for hotels. And one of the things that we talked about as well, which kind of made, made me think of this, was um, using Pinterest as well yeah. and using those like guide, like seeing the value of actually creating guide content and then being able to use that on Pinterest or social, as well as like you said, ranking um, in search as well. That's true, but, but the huge challenge is resources. Mm. Yeah. And, and knowledgeable resources as well, because this is something we're facing very often that hotel groups we are speaking to, they say, well, that's quite nice what you do. I'm going to build my own online marketing company. And I always say good luck with it because we are hiring those people and we know we are competing with any or every agency all across when it comes to professional SEOs, SAS, etc. And in the end, they you hire them at a particular level, but hoteliers don't understand that they have to reinvest again and again in order to educate them, in order to send them to, well, let's say, the all Facebook conference, etc., to make mm -hmm. sure that they're always uh, on a state yeah. about them. Yeah. And, and the other thing is understanding and hiring people, because we are always as good as the people we are cooperating with on the hotel side. And we have many clients who are very, very keen on learning, so they are educating themselves in order to be a better let's say partner frauds in order to get more out of the corporation but sometimes people don't understand that you know? yeah so true yeah and i think that's also one thing that we wanted to ask you as well how it actually works or what hoteliers should keep in mind when looking for a trusted partner and all of this and i think that one thing you also just mentioned the willingness to learn even though you can probably work together with the best partner there mm -hmm. is out there but you also need to have this intrinsic willingness to learn in yeah. order to achieve the highest possible. You're always probably going to see an uplift in some kind of measurement, but if you give it your 100%, you're going to see so much more. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. And when it comes to choosing a partner, everybody will tell you they are the best partner yeah. for you because they want to sell their product. So in the end, I think ask the clients. That's the best thing to do. Go and call the clients and ask them if they like the corporation, if they're satisfied. This is what I always tell hoteliers I'm, I'm actually uh, trying to uh, cooperate with. I'm telling them, we are very good, but I can tell you anything. Go and call our clients. They yeah. will tell you the truth. Go and call the clients of the other ones and then make yourself an opinion on that. And I think yeah. that is such an important point because, like, first of all, you said everyone says, yeah, we're the best. We can do everything and we do that the best way, better than anyone else. But it comes back to like also the mindset, the vision. You want to work together with someone who actually has the same vision as you because yeah. they might be great, but their, their product might be completely different and, than what you specialize in. So if you actually have these references you can call up, that's so much more powerful than just yeah. having a conversation with the other end of the line, let's say. And it's always what we are trying to achieve as a partnership eye to eye with our clients. So, so it's very important that we are thriving for the same aim. And this is a philosophy we at Online Birds celebrate actually, which is a win-win concept. We're not headed for win-lose, etc. This is, we say win-win or no deal. And this is our concept. And if it does not work out, we are not cooperating. So 
Yeah. We have done it in the past since we are bootstrapped, so we have no investor. So meaning that we had to take a few deals which might not or turned out to be a win-win concept. But in the end, I, I think the best uh, business case would be win-win or no deal. For us, it is. Yeah, I really enjoy that because I think I keep coming back to the pandemic. There were so many situations just where people just in general were focused on winning themselves that they kind of disregarded that other people around them, if they're also winning, you're winning as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this win-win is such a healthy and sustainable way to grow. Yeah, true. And you have to understand the needs and the understanding of uh, the person you're dealing with. I suppose it's It's not always about you trying to say, well, Online Birds is the best company, etc. Of course, I think we are. And of course, uh, the numbers don't lie in the end. But I think it's more important to understand the need of the hotelier. And this is how we work. So, for example, we had a client in Switzerland, the Gstaad Palace, uh, which is a nice five-star hotel in Gstaad. And we started just with Google Ads because on the other fields, they had a partnership already. The numbers were quite all right. And this is what we told them. We said, well, the numbers are all right. We can help you in Google Ads. And let's start there. And now they're doing everything with us because we, we started off humble and with a small deal and then we showed them that we're good at what we're doing. So we did the website, then we started SEO, then we helped them with social media, etc. And this is how we work. And I think that actually ties perfectly into the independence topic we're talking about yeah. because independence by definition, what we're trying to achieve is that people know how to pick their partners and have trust in their partners. Yeah, so starting somewhere and then realizing, hey, Online Birds is doing an amazing job. We trust them and growing from there is exactly the independence we're trying to achieve, right? Yeah. The, exactly the independence we're talking about here. True. True. And especially when it comes to digital work, I mean, digital is, most of it is measurable, but some of it isn't. And therefore you need to have trust. Yeah, I read this LinkedIn post the other day. I think it was because uh, someone from Hotel Champ liked it. Probably me if it's... Probably. <laughs> it was about everyone wants to know, like, what is the ROI on marketing when sometimes mm. that's something that's just not so quantifiable immediately. Mm. So Social media marketing, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I think like what we're saying, I think that's why it's so important to have a partner that can help you to understand is what you're doing actually working or not because you can't necessarily always just look at a dashboard right away and be like oh yeah that has led to this but then if you have somebody who's able to help you interpret that data or like interpret behavior or even there might be like actually no like that's not the right metric to be looking at we should be focusing on this and that's how we know this is working i think that's when those partnerships are really valuable as well especially to define the right kpis i mean does not necessarily have to be ROI always, but when you take a close look at social media, I mean, quite interesting KPIs could be, for example, the engagement rate. It's not the follower rate. I'm not a fan of being or striving to be, to have the most followers, rather uh, focusing on the engagement rate because it means the content is good. Yeah, exactly. We have clients, for example, the Shangri-La Paris, Paris, they have like, I think 250,000 followers on Instagram organically growth. So they haven't paid for it, etc. Uh, and they have a good interaction rate, but now they hired us to increase interaction rate, etc. Yeah, and this is something I think the right strategy to do so. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting. I'm really curious how this will go in the years to come, because we were talking also in a previous podcast episode about especially like social media as well, about how people are now searching for a hotel. It's completely different than how they looked for a hotel, uh, I don't know, like 10 years back, even five years, because now all of a sudden things like Google Maps, for example, you look, okay, where do I want to go? I zoom in and see what's in my proximity. Instagram, looking at pictures and seeing who 
or you see someone traveled there, those micro influencers, all of these things are such a belong to such a holistic groundwork now it's not just one channel anymore it's it's the whole image as a brand you're trying to put out there on average 10 to 15 channels one customer approaches a property this is what we found out that's a crazy number yeah Yeah, that's a great step we need that as like a like a meme we need that with like some good graphic that's crazy i mean and this is something one has to realize as well a hotelier is already mastering their work by being multilingual, by knowing a lot of wine. We talked about wine and food and how to be a good uh, host for for guests. Now they have to understand the whole digital world as well. So it's a lot of uh, tasks they need to master and especially the digital world is a huge task. So I suppose one needs to rely on a partner there. And this is something even big chains are realizing and they're decentralizing online marketing as we're speaking. And that comes back to the fact of having a partner that understands what your values as a brand are because you want to have the same imagery or tone of voice or the feeling someone gets if they look at your online presence versus when they want like walk in to your front desk Mm -hmm. you want to have that as like a coherent message when you say chains decentralizing the way that they do they're doing the digital marketing do you mean they're doing more like localized Mm -hmm. stuff like in the market soon yeah this is something we we just as i mentioned champilla for example they hired us even for paris but we they suppose we have a better understanding of the european market there rosewood we we started with the brands and the German-speaking area because they are thinking that they have a local agency when it comes to social media marketing might be the better one because they understand the market and I suppose it's the right strategy because you can't really do proper SEA campaigns or social media marketing when your online marketing department is is located in White Plains, USA and uh, you're talking about a nice boutique hotel in Montmartre in Paris. I mean it's at hand. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I think this kind of ties into the, we're heading towards like our last couple of questions now. But one thing I would love to ask you is, what do you think the future of these partnerships and true hotel independence looks like? It's a very good question. So I actually haven't thought about it yet, to be frank, in detail. But I suppose the future lies in well hiring and let's say outsourced online marketing department. This is something we're experiencing already. This is why OnlineBirds is as well thinking of introducing an educational product because we are trying to enable the people who are in, in the industry right now to understand and to ask the right questions in order to choose the right partners. But I suppose, especially when it comes to privately held hotels and hotel groups, they're going to outsource everything to an external marketing department. because they can't hire the people they can't compete with the agencies they can't compete I mean we are experiencing it ourselves we are investing massively in employees how making them happy you know yeah I think that's really interesting as well because one of the topics that has come up a lot about the hotel industry and the pandemic is staff shortages as well even just anecdotally we've seen a lot of people that were sitting in the marketing departments in hotels have left the industry and gone you know they're taking their skills like either to an agency or something completely outside of the hotel industry so i think that's interesting thinking about these staff shortages is going to be harder and harder to hire these marketers as well so if you can find a partner if you can find a partner that you know can actually be an extension of your team as well i think that's yeah it's really clever yeah unfortunately because marketing people i mean especially hotelier marketing people uh are are very very 
good, well educated, they have a clear understanding, they used to work hard, and this is something other industries long for, you know. Yeah. 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 There is so much great uh, content in there, so I think that my last question might be a little tricky for you, but <laughs> if you would uh, have three main takeaways that people should take away from listening to this podcast, what do you think they would be? First of all, understand your product and who you want to reach as a guest. This is the most important thing because if you're focusing on a lot of target groups, it will take you a lot of time and will cost you a lot of money to, to tackle them throughout online marketing. So rather focus on a group and even accept the consequence that some customers might not book you anymore. But I think this is very important. Understand who you are and what you want to be and who are you going to be. Secondly, uh, I think it's very important as a second step to then define the right online marketing channels to tackle or uh, at least to address those uh, potential guest groups. And last but not least, try to understand the low-hanging fruits in online marketing. Because we are, we are talking about some advanced stuff, etc. But what we realized, especially throughout this report we have been initiating, which is actually free content on hoteldigitalscore.com. <laughs> so you're more than welcome to download it, anyone who's listening. It's unfortunately just considering Germany, but we're going to do it for other countries as well. But this report actually underlined that most hoteliers are not even focusing on the low-hanging fruits at all. So some have a Facebook account, but they're not posting frequently. They have an email marketing capacity and email marketing is still the cheapest way to do direct marketing. And many don't use it as an instrument. They always send the same content to everybody at the same time. Mm. Whereas email marketing can, can grant you a lot of revenue. And this is something I would say as the third takeaway, focus on the low hanging fruits before you start doing some fancy online stuff. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. I'll put a link to that report as well in the show notes so people can find that easily. I think it'd be awesome. But thank you so much for joining us today, Philip. It was awesome. It was great to talk about this topic because I think it is something that is going to be, well, it's already been important, but I think especially coming out of the pandemic, I think there's a lot of great things that hoteliers can start to think about. And yes, like you said, the actionable, low-hanging fruit, I think there's some great things that people can get started with. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It was really nice. I learned a lot, actually. <laughs> so so now we have to open a bottle of wine as yeah. well. <laughs> We're talking about wine all the time. <laughs> awesome. But for those of you listening at home, please share your thoughts with us. If you think there's anything else that we've missed today, or if you have any questions about any of the topics that we covered, please get in touch with us at welcome at hotelchamp.com and make sure to follow Hotel Champ on all of your favorite social media channels. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. Take care of yourself. Have a great day and bye-bye.